So my friends, on this third Sunday in ordinary time, at the urging of our Holy Father Pope Francis, by his own authority, in a document called the Motu Proprio, by his own authority and initiative, he has um, issued that this Sunday, the third Sunday in ordinary time, would henceforth be the celebration of the Word of God, the Verbum Dei, uh, that this Sunday is a special Sunday in the year to focus on the particularity of God's Word in our life. A few points on that. The first is that if we want to talk about the Word of God, and I even, I'll be honest, stole some points from the Holy Father's homily this morning in Rome, because he gave it six hours ahead of right now, um, so I ripped it off a little bit. Um, but the Holy Father's focus is that who is the Word of God? Jesus is, right? Jesus is the Word, the Logos. In the beginning was the Word, and that Word is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the second person of the Most Holy Trinity. Jesus is the Word. We can never talk about the Word of God as if we're just talking about a book, right? We're talking about a person, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Word of God. Jesus is the Word. And the Word, in the person of Jesus Christ, the Word comes to us. Like the Word draws near us. There's um, a foreshadowing of this in the book of Deuteronomy, and then it's later quoted by St. Paul in the letter to the Romans. The Word of God is something very near you, in your mouth and in your heart. And then Paul adds, that is the word of faith which we preach. That the word Jesus, the word of God, draws near to us. And that's what we get in this gospel uh, today, is that Jesus is the word of God and he's coming to us. He goes to Capernaum, uh, to Galilee of the Gentiles. That Jesus, the word of God, comes in search of us. Like imagine, I mean, we kind of get this with our technology and everything. You know, you have a text message and it goes right to someone else's phone or multiple people's phones. But like, imagine like if you could like say something and those words would hunt down the recipient that you're looking for. Like I could just say, hey, buy more milk. And like wherever Chris is in the entire country, like he would hear my voice saying, buy more milk. Like, wouldn't that be great? Um, but that's like what happens. God's word comes looking for us. God doesn't just give us the message, but the word himself comes to us, comes in search of us. Jesus is the word of God. Jesus himself is the definitive revelation of God. If we want to know who God is, look at our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the fullness of the revelation of who God is in his very person. He is the word of God. Uh, this comes from, we're going to have a few quotes today from the Vatican Council document, Constitution Dei Verbum, literally the word of God, right? It's the document that today is named after on divine revelation and sacred scripture. Uh, Dei Verbum reads, Then, after speaking in many and varied ways through the prophets, now at last, in these last days, he spoke to us through his son. That's from the letter to the Hebrews. For he sent his son, the eternal word, who enlightens all men, so that he might dwell among men and tell them the innermost being of God. Jesus Christ, therefore, the word made flesh, 
was sent as a man to men. He speaks the words of God and completes the work of salvation, which his Father gave him to do. To see Jesus is to see his Father. Jesus is the Word of God. Today, as we contemplate the Word of God, again, it's so important to start the context. The Word of God is a person, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who comes in search of us. But how do we learn about Jesus? How do we learn about this Word of God? We learn about our Lord through the Scriptures, that this is so important that we see our Lord in the Scripture. The scriptures are the authentic place where we meet Jesus Christ, in particular the Gospels. We see and we learn about the teaching of our Lord in the Gospels. But the Gospels are properly received, and all of Scripture is properly received in the church. That the church is the recipient of the revelation of God. Again, like that, that word that I said, if I could say something and it could be received by the person I intend to hear it wherever they are. Well, the church is the intended recipient of God's revelation. God reveals himself to his people, the church. And so scripture always has to be read within the church, and the authoritative interpretation of scripture only takes place in the church. The church is the recipient of God's revelation is the one who authentically, the church authentically interprets scripture. And this is where like, we give so much prominence to the proclamation of the word within the liturgy. Again, like the Bible is not, the words on the page are good, but the words are meant to be read out loud. Um, Jeremy, Jerome, uh, there's some liturgy writer that I should have looked up before mass, Uh, It'll probably come to me in a little bit. But there's some guy whose name begins with a J who wrote a book on liturgy and basically compared um, the words on the page of the Gospels to, like, notes on a sheet of music. They're meant to be sung, right? You wouldn't say the music is these little squares or circles on these lines. The music is what happens when you give voice to those. The scriptures are what happens when we give voice to the words that have been written down. That's why we accompany, particularly at this Mass, the proclamation of the Gospel with so much solemnity, right? We don't have our servers like holding candles and swinging incense while I'm here talking during a homily, um, but rather, no, it's the proclamation of the Word. Also, I'm not singing my homily, but there's a greater reverence when we sing important things like the chanting of the gospel, the chanting of the proclamation of the gospel, adding that greater solemnity because these are, this is the word of God now present among us. But scripture has to be received, therefore, in the lived church, right? Scripture is always the book of the church. Going to turn to Dei Verbum again. But the task of authentically interpreting the word of God, whether written or handed on, has been entrusted exclusively to the living teaching office of the church, whose authority is exercised in the name of Jesus Christ. This teaching office is not above the word of God, but serves it, teaching only what has been handed on, listening to it devoutly, guarding it scrupulously, and explaining it faithfully in accordance with the divine commission, 
And with the help of the Holy Spirit, it draws from the one deposit of faith everything which it presents for belief as divinely revealed. That this is the role of the church, not to change the Bible, but rather to authentically receive and interpret the Holy Scriptures for our salvation. Okay, so Jesus is the Word. The Word is received in the church, the body of Christ. And now we need to regularly encounter the Word in our daily life. And so this gets to where we should pray with the Scriptures. We should know what the Gospels reveal. Dave Aram says that it should nourish us. It should, the Word of God um, should nourish us. It should be our food for the soul, pure and everlasting source of spiritual life. That we are nourished by God's own Word. And so we should daily read the Bible, every single day. We should read the Word. It should nourish us. So when we hear it proclaimed in the liturgy, and received in the church is something that's very familiar to us. Um, you know, I have some friends right now, they're not here, but they're probably going to listen on the podcast, uh, who are trying to read the Bible in a year. And like, that is great, but oftentimes people fail at that. I recommend read the Gospels. And if you read three chapters of the Gospel, which is only like two or three pages, every single day, you will read, through, you'll read all four Gospels in the course of a month. How different would our lives be if every month we read through the entire four Gospels, what, how would our life change? In the Gospels, we see God's Word among us in the person of Jesus Christ. In the Gospels, we learn how we can imitate Christ. I just heard of, um, just yesterday, someone was telling me a story that um, he was asking a priest, like, I don't have an example of this particular virtue in my life. Where do I learn this? Where do I learn how to live out this particular virtue that he was talking to his priest about? And the priest said, well, go read the Gospels and see how God himself, how Jesus incarnate lives out the virtues. When we read the Gospels, we should see in the person of Jesus Christ uh, the source that we should imitate. So we got to read the Gospels. We got to read them again and again and again. Every single day, we should read them slowly. Most of us have devices that can access the gospel online. So there's no excuse. It's not like, oh, I don't have my Bible with me. Do you have a phone? Read it on the phone, right? They sell also little pocket gospels that you can carry around. Like, get one of those. Invest, it's like 15 bucks. Buy the gospels. Carry them around. When you're waiting in line somewhere, when you're, you know in the doctor's office, in the waiting room, when you're just around, when you have a few minutes, just pull it out, read the Gospels. Three chapters a day gets you all four Gospels in the course of a month. And then do it again and again and again. So we can, as the Second Vatican Council says, the Gospels can become food for the soul, pure and everlasting source of spiritual life. My friends, today we celebrate this first Sunday of the Word of God, with real gratitude to our Holy Father, Pope Francis, who on his own initiative, seeing a need in the church for a greater appreciation. For the per- we need the person of Jesus Christ, God's Word incarnate. We need to receive the Scriptures in the church, and we need to daily allow the Scriptures to build up our spiritual lives. With the motivation of the Holy Father and following his directives, may we encounter God's Word today and every day in a special way so that we may be nourished unto everlasting life.